You are listening to Encouraging Women for Christ, and I'm your host and Bible teacher, Courtney Silberman. At Encouraging Women for Christ, we are excited to encourage you with Bible teachings and messages that will uplift your heart, strengthen your knowledge of the Bible, and bring you closer to God in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We present the Bible as the perfect, inspired Word of God, powerful and active in each one of our lives. We hope you enjoy this special teaching today as it inspires you to keep your Bible close to you every day and to keep seeking our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through its incredible message of grace and truth. Hi, this is Courtney Silberman, and today I want to talk to you about a really important teaching in the Bible that is called the Blessed Hope for the Believer. It is the rapture of the church. And today I just want to take a few minutes to walk us through what the Bible says about this departure of believers from the earth. And we're going to start in Genesis and we're going to work our way through Revelation and we're just going to let the Bible teach us this important, um, this important time for believers and it's called the Blessed Hope. And I get that from Titus 2.13 that says, uh, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are a follower of Christ, this is the blessed hope for us. This is the excitement and what we put our faith in and all our hope in his soon appearing. So let's begin in prayer and then we're going to walk through a few scriptures. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this doctrine, the blessed hope. And I pray right now that you would help each one of us have our ears and hearts open to what you would speak to us, Lord. Only the Word of God speaks perfectly. Open our hearts to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. So did you know that the concept of the blessed hope or the rapture of the church as it is more commonly told actually begins in the book of Genesis. So if we turn to Genesis and we look at um, a man named Enoch and we look in Genesis chapter 5 and I'm going to pick up in verse 21 and it says Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. And here's verse 24. Enoch walked with God, then he was not there because God took him. So that's Enoch's entire testimony. He walked with God, and then he was not there because God took him. And it's interesting, as if we look at the context of Genesis chapter 5, we have all of the family lineage of Adam. And each person died in this lineage, except for Enoch. Enoch walked with God, then God took him because um, he walked with God. He was not there because God took him. So this is the first concept of the rapture in the Bible, right in Genesis. So let's go to the next, um, next time we see a rapture of sorts with the prophet Elijah. So I'm going to turn to Elijah um, and I'm going to look at 2 Kings chapter 2, and this talks about how Elijah was taken up, okay? So let's pick up now in 
2 Kings chapter 2, and let's look at verse um, 10. And actually, we'll go down to verse 11, and it says, As they continued walking and talking, and this is Elijah and Elisha, it says, A chariot of fire with horses of fire suddenly appeared and separated the two of them. Then Elijah went up into heaven in the whirlwind, and Elisha watched. He kept crying out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. So Elijah the prophet was taken up into heaven in chariots of fire. So Enoch walked with God, and then he was not there because God took him, and Elijah Elijah was taken up in chariots of fire. So these are two instances where believers who are walking on this earth are suddenly taken up to be with God. So let's look at the very first mention of the rapture of believers by Jesus himself in John chapter 14. The first concept of the rapture of the church itself is found in John chapter 14 by Jesus himself. So we're going to turn to John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. And this, in this context, Jesus is talking to his disciples right before he goes to the cross. And Jesus says to his believers, to his followers, he says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. Now listen to verse 3. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. So Jesus promises to his followers that he is going away and he's at the father's right hand right now then he will come again and he will receive us to himself so that where he is in the father's house we may be also so this is Jesus's promise to all believers those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus that they will be taken to the father's house to be with him so after this, the Apostle Paul was the one who got the most revelation about the rapture of the church, and he talks about it very specifically in two more places in scripture. He actually talks about it in many of his epistles, but in two specific places he is very detailed about it. So let's begin by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Okay, and let's see what Paul said about the rapture. And he's talking to the church of the Thessalonians, and I'm in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. So let's look at what Paul told the church about the rapture in this. He says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again in the same way through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For we say this to you by a word from the Lord, we who are still alive at the Lord's coming will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. So let's start and listen to verse 16. It's very specific. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, 
will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is to be an encouragement to believers that Jesus could come at any moment and take his church to himself. First, he will resurrect those who have died in Christ, those who put their faith and trust in Jesus, who have already gone to heaven. First, he will resurrect them. Then we who are alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. We are to comfort one another with those words. So this is one of Paul's main teachings on this. Let's go to the second main teaching found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So if we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, let's pick up in verse 50, okay? So I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. It says, what I am saying, brothers and sisters, is this, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor can corruption inherit incorruption. Listen, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 50 verses 5, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 50 through 52. These are the passages that speak about the rapture to the church. There is one more passage in the book of Revelation that I want to look at that is a rapture as well. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 11, okay? And we are going to read starting in verse um, 11. So Revelation chapter 11, verse 11, it says, and this is about the two witnesses during the tribulation period after the rapture of the church. There will be two witnesses that come and prophesy in Jerusalem, in Israel, and share the gospel. And after they are killed, they will be resurrected and brought up in a rapture type situation. So let's listen to what the word of God says. So I'm in Revelation chapter 11, verse 11. It says, but after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet. Great fear fell on all those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. They went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies watched them. So here is another rapture. So from Genesis to Revelation, we see the concept of the rapture of believers, the resurrection of believers. So I wanted to share this today because it truly is the blessed hope for the church, for all those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I just want to ask you today, when you hear this, have you made the choice to put your faith and trust in Jesus? Do you believe that he went to the cross for your sin? He went to the cross for my sin and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And if you believe that he did that for you and you put your faith and trust in his work on your behalf and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved too. I hope that you do that today and I hope that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the any moment trumpet sound of Jesus coming for his church to bring us to heaven with him, you will be a part of that too. Thank you so much. Let's end with a prayer. Gracious and heavenly father, we thank you so much for your word, your word of truth. 
And I pray now that this word would go out and that everyone who hears the sound of my voice would know that they know they've put their faith and trust in Jesus. And they know that when that trumpet sounds, they will be brought up to heaven to be with him forever. And I pray that we would encourage, we would comfort one another with these words. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Women for Christ. If you want to learn more about the many tools and resources we have available, please visit our website at encouragedinchrist.org. There you will find books, Bible studies, resources, and so much more to help you continue in your journey to follow Jesus Christ through the Word of God.